I'm just so excited about the future of this church, about the future of you walking and serving God. You know, every one of us have a testimony. And tonight we got Brother Bill's going to come here in a minute and give our testimony, his testimony from Soldiers for Jesus. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> Amen. The Bible says for all of us to be ready to give a testimony. I had a lot of people give their testimony in this church over the years, and some of them come in with a notepad, every paper's on there and everything. I always say, man, if God really got a hold of you, you don't need a piece of paper to tell somebody what you did. I can tell you right now, anywhere, anytime, any place, there are some who will tell you that God has worked it all out on your behalf, just like he promises to do. God promises to work it all out on your behalf. And uh, I want to say if you're going through something tonight, let your life be a testimony. Let it be a testimony of his goodness and his grace and his mercy. Because that's what he is. He's good and he's graceful and he's merciful. Who believes that tonight? We serve a God that is good and graceful and merciful tonight. Stand with me as we open in prayer. And they're going to do another song. Our men's going to come and take our Sunday night offering, and uh, then Brother Bill's going to come and give his testimony tonight. What about little Jesse today, amen? <laughs> what that boy think, Jenna? Uh, there were some awesome pictures taken, too. And, I, and I'm going to tell you something, man. That was just, uh, that was all God. And I pray for his little heart and his little mind just to be one with God, amen? Father in heaven, we come before you, Lord. We're just thankful to be in the house of God tonight. Father, we're thankful that we're here, and Father, we can hear from you, and Father, uh, through so many lives, there's so many great things happen, and uh, we need to be a, a living stone, a living stone, how you turn things over, and Father, you've turned it over for me and turned it over for so many, Lord, and Lord, I know that some of us are, are uh, here tonight, Father, to, to just uh, ask that you would just uh, fix our problems and our things, Lord, but sometimes fixing is... is uh, is not the answer. It's it's uh, it's the testimony. And Lord, we believe that you're fixing to work on a mighty, mighty way in this church tonight. Bless our offering tonight, Father. Father, I'm thankful for the Greg Fox Memorial Turkey Run. It was a great run. And I'm thankful that we raise money for families in need. And Lord, that we can continue to help. Just like the man after church today. You know, just Lord... Help where we where we sow, Lord, that you would just reap the harvest. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Grass. 
he will Me and Granny call that the Holy Ghost Stomp. So. <laughs> I don't know if y'all like it, but we do. Let's do one more. Let's do I See the Lord. Oh, 
it's white as snow and the angels cry holy holy is the lord and the angels cry holy holy is the lord well the God, amen. Give our band a big round of applause. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. God is good. Can you hit those lights, cowboy? Glory to God. Amen. Bill, you want to make your way on up here, brother? First motorcycle group I ever had in this church was Soldiers for Jesus. They came in and they rolled in here deep, man. They rolled in here with a bunch of them and, and, uh, Man, they blessed our church that day, and we've been connected to them, and, and uh, we made a lot of other friends, uh, BFC now, and uh, CMAs, and 
and believers here, and we got so many others. We're just connecting with a lot of people, which is really super cool, and uh, gets us opportunity to branch out of this church and see uh, the fruits of God really uh, uh, begin to grow. And uh, so yesterday at Faith Fest, there was a lot of cowboys there. There was a lot of uh, contemporary people there, uh, churchy people there, cowboy people there, and biker people there. But there was a lot of people there that loved Jesus. Amen. So that was a really cool thing. And uh, and we got to share and be together. So uh, Brother Bill had asked me in uh, last bike night we had, he said, if you uh, ever need somebody to give their testimony, I said, man, if you do that for us, I'd be honored. And so I'm honored that you're here, my friend. And you took it on such short notice because I was trying to get a hold of Louie, and then Louie got a hold of you at midnight or something like that. But uh, we made it happen, and I love you, and I'm glad you're here, brother. As he said, I'm, my name is Bill. I've been a soldier for going on 14 years now. But I, I wasn't always a soldier. I came up... Uh, as a youngster at 13, selling drugs from Southern California is where I'm from. I've done a lot of bad things in my life. I've been to prison twice. I've been married to twice. This is my third marriage. And uh pastor hit a nerve on me a while ago about uh, some of us grandparents raising our grandkids. Now, my daughter died four years ago. And we're raising her two kids now. But uh, there one, uh, the, the boy was a year old, and the the girl was seven now, three years old. But they're my kids, even though they're my grandkids. Uh, I came to Texas in 1971. I worked out of Odessa for four years, and I got arrested. I was involved with uh, double homicide, behind drugs, and uh, got a life sentence. I did 10 years on Darrington, the state penitentiary down in Rocheron the first time. I got out in 1985, and I thought, well, I can beat the cops now. So I went back to doing what I used to do. Went back to Southern California, started selling drugs, and I sold more drugs then than I did the first time, and I made a lot of money, lots of money. But then, you know, I ran into a friend of mine who I grew up with, and he was a pastor, and he asked me before I got arrested, he asked me, he goes, do you know Jesus? I said, no, and I don't want to, and I didn't. And that's the lifestyle I led. And I rode with some out-of-the-way characters, you can say. I've been riding a motorcycle since I was 13. I'll be 64 in August. And believe it or not, never been down on one yet. Been drunk on them a lot of times. But anyway, I went back to prison in 93. And I was sitting there thinking... Why am I even here? What what cause do what what do I have in my life to show that I'm even worth living for? And I got put in solitary for 
18 months because I wasn't racially correct, as they say. And I did belong to uh, people inside of prison that didn't like the other races. And I was racist. And so I, I had a, I got put, when I got put in solitary, I had a lot of time to think. And I, every time I start thinking, I think about that pastor that came up to me when I was getting ready to go to prison the first time. He goes, do you know Jesus? And my sister, which is longer, younger than I am, she told me a long time ago, she goes, I'm praying for you. I pray for you every day. And my mom prayed for me. And then one night in September, I just finally said, man, I'm tired. I tried to commit suicide. And God said, no, it ain't happening. And he said, okay. I said, what do you want? Because for years I had a big hole right here. There was nothing there. I didn't care who I hurt, when I hurt them, or how I hurt them. And I, I just told him, I said, look, I said, if you're real, show me. Put something in that chest that I can't deny. And he did. He put the love of Christ And I did 10 more years on a parole violation. Every time I come up for parole, they had a big, big block letters across my parole file that says, highly prejudiced against black people. The last parole officer I seen in prison, she was black. And she goes, what is this? I said, it's true. I used to be. She said, no more. I said, no. She said, okay. So she blacked it out. Then she told me, she goes, you're going home. I said, all right. I got paroled to Louie out there at the hallway house in Willis. I stayed there for uh, 18 months because I had no place to go. You know, I'm from California, don't know many people here in Texas. So I stayed there, and then I finally met my wife now and, uh, at church. We we started going out together, and we fell in love. We got married. We've been married 12 years now in February. And, you know, God, God said in the Bible, whatever Satan ate up, the canker worm ate up, I will restore sevenfold. And he has. He's, uh, since I've been free for almost 14 years, I've had, I've got I've had two motorcycles, brand new, never had one before. Got a brand new home. Got a great job. I got five acres of property over in Conroe. My wife has had four brand new cars. And you know, it's not me. It's all God's grace. It's his mercy. And then, you know, I'm I'm uh accountable to my soldier brothers worldwide because if I fall, I feel like I let them down. But most of all, if I fall, I let Jesus down. And I'm the type of guy, if he signs on to something, I don't go down. If I fall, I fall backward or fall towards the cross. I don't fall away from the cross. You know, I've had 
ups and downs. I've had in and outs. I've had two heart attacks since I've been out. I've had stents put in my chest. I've had hepatitis C since, uh, oh, for about 30 years. And then they came out with a new drug. They knocked it out in three weeks. I don't have it no more. I don't have the virus. But I still got a bad liver from doing all the drugs and drinking. And, uh, you know, I just got to give God all the glory and all the praise because it's not me doing it. Because if I was doing it, I'd be still doing the same or I'd be buried. You know, it's people like us that we go out and reach other people. The ones that, that it's not dressed up in suits and ties. And it's, it's you guys, you know, everybody's got a story. Mine's different from y'all's, and y'all's are different from mine. You know, but everybody's got a story. And you're always discipling somebody from the youngest to the oldest. It don't make any difference. We all love each other. We all respect each other. And that's how God wants it to be. We love him first and his creation. And, you know, this time is coming to an end real quick because look at the world around you and people just don't want to believe that even though you tell them you know look look at the news look what's going on people don't want to hear it but they will hear it when they come back and that is part of my testimony i appreciate it Give, just, give, give them a big round of applause, guys. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so faithful. God is so faithful. I want to read to you real quick. In Luke chapter 4, verse 11. Luke chapter 4, verse 11. I'm going to go up 2 to 9. This is when Jesus was being tempted. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and he said, if you are the Son of God, jump off. For the Scripture says, He orders His angels to protect and to guard you, and they will hold you with their hands to keep you from striking your foot on the stone. Jesus responded. The Scripture also says, Do not test the Lord your God. Sounds like my brother did a lot of things I did. We test the waters. We get out there and we test the waters. We, we think that we can just run amok and do whatever we want and say whatever we want, act any old way we want. That don't work with God. Test him and see. That don't work with God. 
Jesus knew that. Jesus knew not to throw himself off. If he had thrown himself off, he'd have been saved because the word is true and the word is correct. He would have been saved. At any moment, he could have spared himself from the cross, but he didn't do that either. He had to go through some things. But he wasn't testing God. We can't be, I guess like you say today, I guess we should tell the kids, You need to have a healthy fear of God, not test the water. You need to have a healthy fear of God, not go out there and try to drink and see if you're going to make it home all right. Go out there and have sex with whoever you want to, and you probably won't come up with AIDS. Go out there and steal whatever you want to, and you'll never get caught. Man, the Bible says right here, do not test the Lord your God. When the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. You know, when you realize that God has a plan for your life, you stay away from Satan. My brother decided to make some changes to stay away from Satan. And God has rewarded you, brother. He's rewarded you with a beautiful wife, beautiful children, beautiful home. Dependable transportation, two wheels and full. People don't understand how blessed you are to have a car that starts or even to have one. So I just want to encourage you guys to trust God tonight. Like my brother did, he trusted him. He trusted him inside of a jail cell. The great thing about God is you can have his grace tonight. You don't have to wait till you go to jail. You don't have to wait till you just keep on sinning, keep on testing, keep on trying, keep on waiting on out there where you ain't supposed to be. And then you wind up in places like I've been and like he was. We can get right with him tonight. We can make peace with him tonight. I love that. I love that he is such a gracious God that he gives us this opportunity. Satan says you don't have an opportunity. Just keep doing what you do. You got long enough. Keep on running that cocaine up your nose. Keep on smoking that meth pipe. You can quit next week. Keep on. That's his hustle. That's his game. His game is to tell you you got plenty of time to get right. But that is the biggest lie. And his greatest weapon against us is to say we got plenty of time. These people knew today that they didn't have no more time. So they got up and they came down and they got in this water. Come on, somebody. And there's no time like the present. There's no time like the present. Bill, I don't think you could go against God right now unless you made a choice to go against God. Because that's what people do. They make a choice to either live for the devil or live for the Lord. You make a choice. I had a friend steal some prescription pills from the hospital last year. And this brother was running a program and doing some things. And, and man, I was like, man, the devil just tricked him into grabbing those pills and, and this and that and the other. And I, and I talked to a lady who's much smarter than me. And uh, he, said, he said, you know, uh, I made a mistake. 
How many people say I made a mistake? We don't make mistakes. Understand that tonight. We do not make mistakes. We make choices. That lady said he didn't make a mistake, Pastor Mark. He knew right from wrong. He made a choice. And then you live with your choice. I made a choice to give my heart to Jesus a long time ago. But it feels like it was just yesterday. And I get excited when others make that choice still today. I can't tell you how great a day it has been to see those people come. There's still water all over the ground. Some man shook my hand on the way out of church today. And he said, look, look at all the wet footprints. I said. So I, I want to encourage you today not to test God anymore. Not to test God anymore. Me and Mary went and heard a guy's testimony one time. It was at a Gideon's convention. He was a big guy like you, Bill. And he was locked up in a sustained, a sane, a sustained. That's the word we're looking for. An insane asylum. They give him life. Hey, kids, today you're free in church, but the choices you make tomorrow, you either be in prison, the graveyard, or serving God. There's three choices there. Prison, graveyard, serve God. What do y'all want to do? Man, pretty good choice. Pretty good choice. What if I were to ask the adults the same thing? Prison, graveyard, serve God. <laughs> no doubt about it. Right <laughs> we say that. Do we mean it? This guy was locked up in a sane asylum. Remember that, Mary? For life. For life. They stripped him of all of his clothes. He had tried to commit suicide over and over again. His, his whole arm looked like a piece of hamburger meat where he sliced it up. Every chance he got, he sliced his arms up. He rolled up his sleeves. He's wearing a three-piece suit. Took off his jacket. Took off his vest. Took off, rolled up his sleeves. Said, look at my arm. It looked like hamburger meat where he had tried to commit suicide. He said, I was like the guy up on the mountain that, that was possessed by a demon. He said, I was possessed by a demon. They locked me up. He said, I started going to jail. I started going to treatment centers. I started going to, to prisons when I was seven years old. He said, all my life I've been tormented. He said, finally, they locked me up and threw away the key and put me in a padded cell. And they would come by and they'd open up that hatch. How many knows what that hat looks like? Don't raise your hand. Paula, you've been in jail? Uh, you know what that hat I'm just don't like that. Miss Cash, you let us in on a little more, sis. Oh, you worked in one. Good, good cover, good cover. <laughs> good cover, good cover. Pastor, I got to be a little slower to roll my hand. <laughs> he said they were passing out dinner one day. And somebody put a Gideon Bible in there and shut the door. And he was... In that room, all by himself, with that Gideon Bible. And he opened it up. And he read that scripture. Don't test God. And he said to himself, he said, God, I've been testing the waters. I've been trying everything there is. 
that this world has to have. And he said, I just kept reading, kept reading, kept reading. And I came to the part where all have sinned. And he realized that he was a sinner. And he came to the part where there was only one way to free him from his sin. And that was to confess sin. He confessed his sins to God. In that padded cell room. Didn't he say that, Mary? Remember that, Mary? You talking to Dalton? Talking to me. Just put you on blast right there. <laughs> Lawrence, love you. Uh, hey, Mary, did he say that or what? They put that Bible in there. He gave his heart to the Lord. Changed his entire life. He was freed from all that torment, all that anger, all that hatred, all that racism. He was freed from all that. One year to the day, one year to the day, he was released from prison with a life sentence. We've all had a life sentence. We've all had a life sentence. I know I've been pardoned, and I've been freed. How about you tonight? Are you pardoned? Are you free? Thank God. Just help others get pardoned and free. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for this bike night. We thank you so much that we could come into your house, Lord, and just worship you. Thank you for what you've done in my brother's life. Lord, I just ask you to continue to bless him. Lord, that them kids, Lord, they would just grow up and everything they do and everything they touch would turn to gold. Lord, that you would just favor his family and favor his health and his heart. Father, let his heart just continue to beat just over and over and over again. Lord, thank you for John and Joe being here, Lord, and Bless them and the soldiers for Christ and all the other motorcycle ministries that are here, Lord. Father, we just want to say that we are a church that just welcomes people and welcomes everyone. We got hot rod people. We got classic car people, people that drive trucks, people that drive cars. We got blacks and whites and Mexicans. We'll take whoever you bring, Lord, and we'll love them, and we'll teach them the gospel. And, Lord, thank you for my brothers and sisters who are always so faithful to get behind all that we do, Lord. Father, we ask the devil to flee from our lives tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.